Hey everybody, welcome back. And um well, more of just like this is the start of a new journey. Um so let me just kind of do the the formality of things and um uh, just kind of introduce myself again on this new journey that I'm on right now. Okay. So, um most people who know me from YouTube know me uh by my nickname Tito. It's a name that's been given to me by my dad since I was a small child. It's a name that I identify with. And that's all people need to know. <laughs> um, recently, I've made the hardest decision. And um, that was to take my live podcast, strictly audio, away from YouTube. And to kind of stop my focus on YouTube. Uh, I started doing YouTube uh videos back in 2011 on the channel known as Aloha Android. And um I was constantly making like various different types of um content that was related to mobile technology and the uh, telecom industry. And um you know, in that time I've grown slowly but grown and um you know, I had a lot of fun doing it. I had a lot of fun doing it. The 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 thing is is that over the years um the toxicity level on the tech space of YouTube has grown exponentially. It has grown so much and especially in recent in recent times. And um yeah, so I made the the hardest decision ever and it was really hard. I had to really think about it. I had to really just sit down and kind of analyze things and what not cuz uh you know what like you know I never pushed it for one of the things cuz like you know one of the things that YouTubers are always accused of is you're only in it for the money you're only in it for the money you know what I mean um yes I'm a YouTube partner um so my videos have ads run in them and uh for those ads being there I do get a percentage not a very big percentage but i get a percentage um which accumulates over you know so much content that i have on the channel that uh i do end up getting a payout every month from youtube from google adsense and um you know i've always been transparent with everybody on there it seems like that you know i guess people that's on youtube can say that they know a good chunk of my life I wouldn't say that anyone would know like 80% of my life or even 60%. I'd say that a lot of people on uh who follow me on YouTube know about a good 21% of my life. And that's still a lot given to them what other content creators allow their audience to know about them. Um and so like I I've, I've always told people like it's not it's not about the money for me. You know, like I'm not I wasn't doing things on YouTube because it was all about money and deals you know but of course people have their opinions people have their opinions people um you know they think all of a sudden that their opinion is actual facts like they fact check because in their brain their brain told them that hey this person might just be in it for the money and so that's enough fact checking for them to just say well okay that's what it is without even actually really knowing You know, money seems to be one of the the biggest issues there. Sponsorship deals and stuff like that also seem to be the biggest issues there too. 
over time, when you have certain companies reach out to you that say, hey, you know what? Like we checked out your content. We like your stuff. So we want to see if you're willing to work with us. We got this device that we want you to check out and give, uh, you know, uh, your, you know, review based on the facts that we that we provide about our product and your opinion your opinion about it and um you know you go and do it you think like oh this is great this is cool like i'm sure the people that watch my channel would actually would like to know about this and you go and do it and then you know the toxicity levels start to rise and it's like oh he's just saying this because he's told to or they paid him they paid him 20 grand like <laughs> it is absolutely just insane insane just how the toxicity levels rise on a platform such as youtube and i'm gonna dive deeper here about that we're gonna explore that a little bit more right after this Okay, so before we even get to that point, to really kind of understand um, the whole aspect of like YouTube and the tech space and everything like that, we have to go back. We have to go way, 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 way back. We're talking about the days of Phone Dog with, you know, Sydney and and Noah Kravitz, and and um, we have to go back to the days of like just everyday people taking to youtube and saying hey i just got a new phone and i'm gonna unbox it for you guys so you guys can see what's inside of it like we have to go back to those days we have to go back to those days and you know the thing about that is is that um back then people would talk about mobile phones and this is what it can do it has a slide out keyboard or it flips open to expose a qwerty keyboard or it's a slider phone it's a candy bar style phone or whatever it is you know proprietary software from samsung proprietary software from motorola uh, then the iphone and you know the, the iphone 3g and then um you know it just it, the, the list goes on and on right as as mobile technology advances as um software development uh you know starts to kind of close in and proprietary software from these companies are going away because they're they're either opting to use the android operating system or they're using or like you know or you get an iphone that has ios and and blackberry and, and blackberry os and it's just you know windows mobile and it just starts closing and closing and closing little by little each year as it comes through um but back then on youtube when you did a review when you talked about it and it, if there's something that you wanted to do full-time you know, you would just continue to keep doing that, you know? Um, like I said, when I first, when I first started making YouTube videos, it was about custom ROMs on the Samsung Galaxy S2 Epic 4G Touch. Good times doing that, flashing different ROMs. Of course, I flash burned the hell out of my Galaxy S2, but I was able to show different ROMs and what they can do, the different features it had and customizations and things like that. So people were like, hey, you know what? Like, I want, I want that on my phone. I want to be able to do that, you know, because I advocated strongly for Android because of the customizations and things like that. And of course, custom ROMs. Um, so a lot of people were just like taking to my videos, watching them like, hey, you know, like, uh, where's the download files to this? Or how do you do this? How do you do that? You know, and then it was very great to do that. But then you also had some people, I call them hecklers, 
that would come in and be like, ah, this guy doesn't know the first thing about a custom ROM. A custom ROM is built this way, you know? And, you know, that's prevalent in a tech space. You always have that person that just won't open the YouTube channel and get on camera and share their knowledge, but will go to other creators and look for flaws in what they say so they can have some sort of rebuttal when there really is no argument in place and um, make themselves shine in the comment section. And I used to tell people like that, like, if you really, really are adamant and passionate about mobile technology, maybe you should, instead of just going in the comments of every other YouTuber and trying to make yourself look smarter than them, why not create a channel and use your vast knowledge of things for people to learn from? But of course, but that, but that was the type of stuff that we dealt with. The toxicity level on, on that time, I would say, was probably like a level one. You know, it wasn't it wasn't as bad as it's gotten today. Um, and, you know, a lot of creators can deal with that. Because I think one of the things that, you know, people kind of forget is that creators are human beings. Creators come in all shapes and sizes and all different colors and uh, we approach life in so many different ways. You know, there was a thing that I've heard once, you know, I heard this in a movie, uh, but the, the proverb goes that there are many paths to the top of the mountain, but the view is always the same. And um, so, yeah, creators approach things very differently and, um, and they deal with things in a, in a different level. You know, there's some people that come on YouTube and they, they use this as a way for them to kind of relieve stress, you know, de-stress from the, from the monotony of the day-to-day life and really just kind of like use this as a way to just kind of like relieve themselves, build themselves up so they can get through another day. There are people out here that, you know, come to the YouTube side of things and they want to, they want to grow. Growing is like their major thing because they want to become a YouTube partner they want to be able to capitalize on their content with ads ran in their content to uh, make a little bit of money. And it's been shown over the years on YouTube that you could, if you find a way to do it, um, can, can use YouTube as a way to sustain yourself in life, basically making a job out of it. That's something that I really did hope for. I really did hope for that I, I can do podcasting and and content creating on YouTube and actually make that, you know, something full time because I wanted to be able to be with my kids at the same time too. Um, Probably not, you know, to some people, they'll judge that and be like, bro, you're a guy. Like you got to go out there, bust rocks, step for a living. That's what you got to do to be a man's man. And I think, you know what, like everyone has an opinion about how people's lives should be lived. But, you know, uh, I, I think one thing that people forget is, you know, they should be worried about how they live their own life and not worry about what other people do. And that's where the toxicity level starts to grow a little bit more. And, you know, it, it really got to that point for some people. Um, dealing with that and, and, and dealing with that idea, you know, like if you were to openly say like, hey, I wanted to do this for a living, you know, getting the backlash from people that think you shouldn't. And, you know, we can always speculate reasons why people will kind of go after you when you make a statement like that, because maybe it's something that they wish they can do and they just don't have they don't have it in them to actually give it a try. So they just want to knock somebody else who is willing to give it a try because they don't want to see them succeed. And, you know, nine times out of 10, that's pretty much like the, um, like their mentality. You know, it's pretty much that it's pretty much like, I can't do it. So I don't want you to do it. Cause if you do it, you're doing something that I want to do. And, um, 
you know, we have to deal with that. But I mean, that's a toxicity level two. You know, it starts to go to that. Um, it really started to to ramp up when a lot of tech companies started to look at um, the what I call the medium channels. So they're not <clears throat> they're not the same. Um, There's the same old faces like Marquez Brownlee or um, you know Unbox Therapy or any of these guys, right? Because the the the, the corporations kind of figured out like, okay, you know what? We see comments from other people you know we see comments from other people we see uh we, we see them saying like oh i can't trust this guy because he's probably sponsored and paid so they started reaching out to smaller channels and saying hey we're gonna take a shot with you guys i mean google went ahead and, and created team pixel and each year they add new people to it and move older people off of it like a vicious cycle of just you know using a fresh pair of socks and you use it for a couple, you know, a few times. And then when you feel like it's old and dingy, you cast it out and swap it out with a new pair of socks. It's kind of like what, it's really what team pixel is doing. And, um, you know, larger creators, smaller creators, they all got Google pixels that were being released and they would make their content and, uh, share that with the world. Um, and it was Google's way of just being like, okay, you know, now, it may be just a, you know, a different judgment that the viewers, the consumers out there are going to have because they are, the phone is in the hand of somebody that has like only 1000 subscribers or in the hands of someone that has 5,000 subscribers. You know, it's not, it's not in the hands of somebody that's got, you know, over a million subscribers and has made it open that they have business dealings with uh, Samsung and other corporations. Um, this Google's way of just being like, Hey, yeah, <laughs> we're giving it all across the board. Um, but people are still very skeptical and, and they, they feel like it's very sketchy about it. Um, even someone such as myself, you know, being on YouTube, getting a, you know, phone to review. And I've been questioned where, where is my loyalty lie? Am I really giving it real to the, to the public or am I just, um, you know, am I just, you know, jerking people's chains and, and not really about it, you know, and just kind of lying about it or just giving like, you know, whatever the company tells me to say. And it was really hard to have to kind of, you know, defend that. You know I mean, because if for me, even from that point, if you were to like comment back to a person and say, hey, look, you know, this is my honest opinion. This is where I feel about the phone. And I'm telling you right now, I'm not sponsored. They'll just easily come back with like, yeah, that's what someone sponsored would say. <laughs> that's literally what they would come back and say. So, um, but the toxicity level there started to rise a little bit with that and it was still bearable it, it, it was still doable um it wasn't until the last couple of years is where things kind of took a, a a major major turn and so in the last couple of years the toxicity level has grown higher than ever before but it's based upon the growth of the youtube tech space and just how overly saturated that area of youtube is and i say overly saturated because a lot of content creators who have been around for years feel that way they may not openly express it in every video that they make or when they do a live stream to you know to to hang out with their fan base and you know talk with them but they are feeling it the youtube tech space is overly saturated you got a five lane highway that's pretty much like near gridlock uh, because a lot of people who used to just sit there and watch these these uh, creators create videos 
about mobile tech and you know the the viewers like I'm so heavy into mobile tech like I know things about these phones too decide to go and make a YouTube channel and they want to go into it now it, it's you know I'm going to be very blunt some people are going to get offended if you are offended maybe there's some sort of guilt behind what I say that's affecting you cuz it might be towards you just understand this though that there are people who pretty much understand what's going on in this space and pretty much understand people's mentalities to certain degrees. So, like I said, it's overly saturated. There are some creators who had to find a different way. Some or some creators that looked at it from a different perspective and came in and allowed themselves space to grow because of of the area of expertise that they focus on. A channel that's very notable to this is Sneed Mobile Tech. He comes in talking about the telecom industry and the network build out of 5G and 4G um <clears throat> and you know the business practices of these carriers such as T-Mobile, AT&T, and Verizon and then he's also following along the growth of the new fourth carrier Dish Network. So, you know, he's approaching it from a different perspective and you can see that it's a perspective that's never really had anyone touch base with it because even some of the 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 longtime creators are collaborating with him because they're like, "Whoa, I've never thought of talking about that and this man's talking about it and I'm learning a lot from him." So, we gravitate towards him to say, "Hey, you know what? Like teach us a little bit more of what you know." And um he has grown and, you know, really good on YouTube over the last couple of years. And um but, you know, it's it's all about that, you know how they say you have to have originality to grow on YouTube. Uh, he really tapped into that because he tapped into a space on the tech space of YouTube that nobody was talking about and uh and he's growing pretty good so his lane is you know pretty much like traffic free and he's flowing down that that tech space highway smoothly you know for the rest of everybody else who's into like unboxing mobile phones and talking about uh Google and Apple and all that other stuff we're still in gridlock jam because you do have like the creators who have been doing this for a while and love doing it they're on there. You have the passionate ones who just really want to geek out and talk about tech to anyone out there that's willing to listen. They're on there. You have the people that's like, "Hey, I don't want to work for my job anymore and I know stuff about phones, so I'm going to go in and talk about I'm going to unbox the next phone that I buy and upgrade to and talk about that phone and buy some more phones that are cheaper. And my only goal is, you know, I want to make this a full-time job and it's it's about money. And you have those people on there sadly to say that, but they're in there it's all flushed in there um so you have a very very polluted space of just like different personalities different you know uh perceptions uh different opinions and then you have this cult like following that tends to just you know take the tech space and turn it into this gang mentality you have those people that are just diehard uh, Apple fans, which back in the day we used to deal with iSheeps, um, but it wasn't a different perspective. It was it was always a, a back and forth between both sides, between Android and iOS of like what features Android had, what features does iOS have, and what, what features did iOS implement that was already in Android four or five years earlier. You know, that was a type of argument, but now it's become more of like a gang mentality. Now it's just like you're getting attacked. You're not even told why you're getting attacked, but then, you know, you find out that the person that's attacking you under a fake account is going to other people that rock android and attacking them but then you find them on other people that talk about ios and praising them and you kind of put two and two together and say hey all right that's an ice sheep 
who technically is a keyboard warrior because they can't they can't be themselves and express themselves. They want to hide behind a fake account so they can say whatever they want to say. If the account gets shut down, it's no it's no big deal on them because their their primary account is untouched. And that is the mentality of what's going on today. And the toxicity levels in the YouTube tech space has risen to that point. It's pretty high. It's very high. And, um, you know, it's, some creators deal with it, in, you know, in so many different ways. You know, I myself had really tried to just like stay neutral on all these things. Like, I you know, I get a good amount of hate comments um, that, you know, I'm told about my looks. I'm told, you know, about my voice. I'm told about a lot of things. And um, they're hoping that, and, and, and this is what's crazy. They're hoping, and, it, and you know what, anyone that hears it that does this type of stuff can sit there and say, that's not what we're hoping for. But yeah, you are. You're hoping that we record a YouTube video of us, you know, after reading your comment, lying on the floor in the fetal position crying. That's what you're hoping for. But that's not going to happen. What creator is going to show their most vulnerable points? Sometimes we have a moment of clarity where we feel like it is okay for us to kind of just open up to our fan base who watches and let them experience our emotions firsthand. Sometimes it's okay to do that, but you got to pick and choose when you can do that as a creator. You got to know when. Um, But no, we're not going to go into fetal position and cry. Why would we? You know, but it doesn't mean that we're that that we're made of stone and that every little thing that's said doesn't impact us in some sort of way. It actually does. Like, for instance, I'll say this. I know that Sneed Mobile Tech, who, you know, if if you're wondering why I'm going to keep bringing him up, he is a good friend of mine. But like he doesn't make it obvious on his YouTube videos that those things affect him. But if you look on his Twitter it kind of does affect him to the point where he shares what people are saying to him and how he gets a laugh out of it that it's just like, you know, okay, you ride hard for T-Mobile, so you're going to condemn me because you love T-Mobile so much and you expect that your experiences should be the experiences for everybody else, but it's really not that. Some people just can't handle the truth. And he kind of, he shows that. Does it affect him? Yes. Does it make him go in a corner and cry? No. I mean, he, he, it affects him in a different way. You know, I'm sure he's slightly just a little bit of, uh, you know, annoyed of reading comments like that all the time. But that's about as far as it goes for him. So creators deal with things in a very, very different way. Creators, some creators will actually have a mental breakdown. And, you know, they will take to social media to share with their fan base that, hey, if, if I'm not making videos, if I'm not doing this, this is why. Because I'm literally trying to process what's going on and trying to, you know, come to some sense of normality by realizing that, you know, these are just hateful comments from people that, you know, otherwise would never say these things to your face. But they still have to deal with it. They still have to go through the emotion roller coaster and deal with all those things. Some people walk away after some time which is what I had to do. I had to for my own mental health. And I take mental health very, very, very seriously. And um, seeing just how how toxic people can be on a platform that's really all... The platform itself, I mean, yeah, there's always going to be trolls in, 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 in any social media space. But the YouTube tech space, and I focus there because YouTube is a very big platform, right? You have the tech space, which people talk about tech. You have the do-it-yourself people that you know, show you how to do it yourself, like home gardening, do it yourself, home repair. You know, you have the car enthusiasts. That's like, 
you know, they, they, they focus on specific areas. You have the um, upcoming actors and actresses, those people that use YouTube as a way to launch themselves and create some sort of um, uh, resume and portfolio of their work, how well they are at, at script writing, how well they are at acting, you know, remembering, the, you know, uh, lines and dialogues and being able to put on a show for people. You have stand-up comedians who try to hone their craft on YouTube just by telling jokes on a live stream or telling jokes in a video and seeing how much likes they get and how much people comment the ha ha ha's. Um, you got people that are musicians. That's like, you know, I'm good at guitar. And so they make videos of them playing guitars, you know, um, do, you know, just YouTube is a big platform. I think I emphasize that pretty much. And, um, the tech space is just one small area of, of YouTube. However, to the tech enthusiasts, the YouTube tech space is huge. There are so many different personalities and so many different people. And there's, you know, content that's created in so many different ways. So, you know, so it's, it, to us, it's very huge. But if you really like a step back and look at YouTube as, as an entirety, it's not big. It's not gigantic as we see it. But anyways, so there's people that's in this space, you know, with the, the gang-like mentality that they have, that they love something so much that everybody's got to love it or they're going to get trolled. And I think that's one of the things that really just kind of like in the last couple of months when I was thinking about making the hardest decision I've ever made, you know, I started thinking to myself, like, what, what is it worth me being on here and saying the things that I'm going to say and, and have people come in with this mentality, like iPhones are better than pixels or T-Mobile is better than Verizon and, da, 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 da. and, and, how many times can I sit there and say the same thing over and over again in every video? And, and my thing that I used to tell people was like, okay, you know what? The best network provider is the one that provides the best coverage in your area. That's always been my slogan because that T-Mobile can't cover the entire country identically in every single square inch of a mile. It can't. Neither can Verizon, neither can AT&T. You can go places where T-Mobile is better than the other two big companies. You can go in places where AT&T is dominant. You go to places where Verizon is dominant. So my thing was always to tell people was like, get to know your area, your town, your city, get to know your area and know what works best. And then think about it logically. And the logical thinking was if Verizon was the best in your town and mostly like 80% of the population in your town was using Verizon, then it was probably a good idea to go to the second best one. And if that was AT&T, then sign up with AT&T because you got to think the best network. Yes. Best network Verizon makes sense, right? To sign up with it. However, if you have 80% of the people in your town on that network, you're going to get mediocre connection because there's a lot of people on that network from that area. So you want to go with the second best because then there's not a lot of people on that one and it's still good enough. It may not be as great as Verizon, but it's not too far behind it. So you're going to get a good experience. That has always been my slogan to people. But people want to like, you know, be firm about T-Mobile. T-Mobile is this, T-Mobile is that. People want to be firm about AT&T, AT&T this, AT&T that. And it's like, if you have an opinion, if you like something, they almost try to force this mentality that you got to like what they like. You got to do what they do and you got to like support what they support. And that's totally wrong in this tech space. It's like the stuff that's going on today on the political side of things, it's spewing in into the YouTube tech space. That mentality, not the political talks, but the mentality of that is you got to agree with me or I'm going to burn you. That's that type of thing. And it's ruining the YouTube tech space because there's only so much before people can take. And then they're like, screw this. I'm, I'm done with this, you know? 
You know, for anyone that was at, that was there to go to my YouTube channel and say, you know, when did you come up with this decision to do it, Tito? Like, what what was it that, you know, when when were you thinking about it? The writing was on the wall. The writing was on the wall a couple of years ago, you know, and and and. You know, to my surprise, I mean, you know, I didn't openly go out and say it, but a lot of people didn't really catch it. So when I was talking about, you know, yeah, I'm experimenting with IGTV and I was, um, I was posting videos to IGTV and then I would post those same videos to YouTube. And in those videos, I would talk about IGTV. Like, yeah, I would give IGTV a shout out. Like, yo, what's up everyone? Welcome back here on IGTV. That would be like some of the things I would say in the video. Nobody who caught on that I was experimenting with different things and trying different things because I was looking to to do what I love to do and take it to a different platform. And I've been I've been doing this for the last couple of years because it was getting beyond the point where it was just like if I didn't step away from YouTube, I would have gotten a different type of burnout. And I'll explain that. So there are two types of burnout that a creator will experience on YouTube, okay? There is the burnout of doing the same day-to-day thing, right? Like if your channel is solely based on unboxing phones from different prepaid carriers and you're constantly doing that, eventually you're going to get burned out. You're going to be like, gosh, this is the same thing over again. And you just, you're not going to have that enthusiasm that captivated an audience to subscribe to your channel from the get go. That is going to be gone. And you'll feel like that. You know what? Maybe if I just take a small break away from YouTube, I'll be fine. But anybody that is trying to grow on YouTube and also make a living off of YouTube knows you can't let the burnout get to you because that little small window of a gap that you take time away from YouTube, your finances start to plummet. Your um your, you know, revenue drops right? Because everything is based on on a metric scale, right? You have your CPM versus your RPM on YouTube. Your CPM is how much they'll pay for every thousand views. Your RPM is how many views you got for that, for that, you know, that particular video. So if they're going to pay you $15 and and 69 cents for every thousand views on your video about the Pixel 3a and your Pixel 3a video only gets 900 views by the end of the 30 day period, then your RPM is going to be close to what the CPM is minus a, a few dollars because you didn't actually reach that 1000 goal. So, you know, you can't really take that window, but how do you, you know, deal with the burnout, you know? But I mean, going back real quick before I even go forward on that aspect is that's one type of burnout. The other type of burnout, which is what I experienced, this burnout is more of just like somebody sapping the passion out of you. I I'll I'll, I'll nickname it the vampiric burnout because it's not burnout because I got tired of doing what, what I love to do. Somebody with a set of fangs decided to just drain the joy out of me to even want to come to YouTube and do what I love to do. That's a totally different aspect and people can deal with that. And there's all types of people that have opinions and opinions are like assholes. Everyone's got one. There are people that will take to, you know, to, to hearing that and saying, oh, so you're letting somebody else ruin the joy that you have. It's not letting somebody else ruin the joy that I have because 
people have different mentalities and different ways of dealing with things. Not everyone is built the same way. This is not the movie I Robot, where most of the robots that that that, that serve the people are all thought the same way. You know, people think differently. Some people can deal with that type of stuff, and it never, ever, ever, ever gets to them. And then there's some people that that you know. They just can't. There's some people that can only deal with it for so long, and eventually, um, they're just the the joys just sapped out of them. And that's what happened to me. You know, it it it, it was a lot of that. But okay, but they, you know, kind of stepping in to tell you guys about that that burnout. It also was because that the area got too toxic. Like the toxic levels were too high. It's like putting you in a gas chamber and you trying to survive with all that gas in there. It's just at, at, at a certain time, you're going to fall flat. You're going to fall flat because there's only so long that you can breathe that stuff in before it starts to really take its toll on your body and put you out. And that's what happened with the YouTube tech space. Like We had a lot of different personalities come in. And while they all shared a common goal, they all enjoyed talking about mobile technology, they had other aspects that they brought into it that just weren't good for the tech space. Now, some people would be like, the tech space does not judge people and anybody can come in. And yes, we see the fruits of that labor is that you had a lot of good people come in with the right positive attitude that really brought something to the table and was like wonderful to collaborate with. And then you also had these knuckleheads that came in and turned it into a gang-like mentality. And, and you know, they figured, you know, I mean, put it this way. There were some YouTubers who came in and they were like, okay, they would make videos about, about the, you know, mobile technology. And they were seeing, they were getting like 10 views, nine views, 10 views, nine views, 11 views, 15 views, one view, two views. And they were getting so frustrated that they would cause controversy with another creator because controversy sells. Everybody knows that when there's drama, the views start coming in because people like watching other people do dirt. They won't go on YouTube and pick a fight with somebody that didn't have to have these back and forth arguments and stuff like that, but they're okay seeing two other people do it. And so they would create this, this atmosphere and it would just rise the toxicity levels beyond anything we've ever seen and cause all kinds of damages. Um, within the tech community that I'm involved in, there's been mul- there's been multiple, I guess you can say drama that has happened. And um, it has gone so far that people were doxing people, getting their stuff, sending them food, sending them things to let them know, hey, I know where you live. And they don't understand how that impacts a creator. They think it's all fun and games like, ha, 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 I sent him pizza with anchovies. And they don't ever think that that person probably is like freaking out, like, oh my gosh, I have kids. Now I can't let my kids play outside because somebody knows where I live. And I don't know if that somebody is crazy enough to come over and do something to my children. So they start to live in this very paranoid state of mind. And being in a paranoid state of mind really, really affects you. You know, it affects you mentally, mentally that you're going to break down. And they don't understand that. They just think it's fun in games. Like it's 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 funny to let the person that they're they're arguing with know that I know where you live. They don't see the repercussions of that of how detrimental that can be to somebody's life. You know, we have to look at what's happened in the last 10 years, right? Like Max Lee, one of the pillars in the tech community space on YouTube who's kind of, you know, taking a step away because of the toxicity levels of YouTube has been swatted. Somebody was able to find out his address and had the SWAT team go and raid his house. You know, 
I can only imagine what Max felt knowing that the SWAT team was in the house with, you know, heavy artillery, had his daughter, you know, probably sit on the couch or may I put his daughter on the floor, you know, and came out into the backyard and he had to like think very carefully and watch his movements because one of the officers could have thought out of line and Max could have had a beer in his hand and they could have saw it, you know, light shine off of it and think it's a gun and popped him, you know, like those types of things um, can happen. We can't always say like, yeah, I'll have that person swatted. They'll just kick his door in and put him on the ground and talk to him and then they'll let him go later because nothing really happened. Like you can't look at it so lightly like that, but some people do. The fact is, is that that type of mentality was brought into the tech space with, you know, these, these toxic, uh, people involved and it's like you you have to step away like i don't want anyone doing that to me i don't want i don't want my kids you know i don't have, i don't want to worry about my kids and and, and who's going to interact with them because even then you got to look at it like this right like you know one one creator starts arguing with another creator they do these stupid things like i'm going to send them pizzas or i'm gonna send them chinese food or something like that or whatever right you know and then one of their fan base people watches them because they, you know, they broadcast this stuff. They broadcasted it on Periscope. They broadcasted it on the YouTube live. And I'm surprised that YouTube is so laxed on it that they're not even doing anything when, when reports are flying in. Like, hey, this creator is very toxic and doing these types of things. You guys really need to just ban his channel. Uh, they won't do it. The channel stays up. The person's still able to go live and go and spread vicious lies and talk about, you know, you know, very stupid things. And, and also, you know, do these things like I'm going to send them uh, a, a, a dash order for bacon and whatever it may be. But they don't understand that just because they're doing light pranks, like sending pizza orders to somebody's house, they don't understand that they could have a fan base watching and somebody that's there that's really psychotic and rides with that person and says, hey, you're sending them pizzas, but I think you're a great creator. And that other guy, he's garbage. He's garbage, but he lives in my city. Oh, you know where he lives. Okay, let's see. Oh, you showed it on screen that you're sending him pizzas and that's his address. Let me go over there and handle this for you. That's the mentality that the psycho person's thinking in their head while watching that live stream, showing support to their creator that they love so much, could actually go to that person's house and do something. And what what is a creator who who is doing these these pranks of pizza orders and stuff like that? What are they going to say? They had, of course, they had no idea, and they didn't send the person to go and do that. But because they broadcasted what they were doing to prank and 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 cause harm to the person that they're arguing with over something silly as, you know, YouTube views or um, who copied who or whatever type stuff that goes on behind the scenes, those types of things just like it, re- it really just you know it, it, that's how dangerous it can be. But nobody really thinks of that and i always think to myself why is it that every time that a bad situation happens people gotta stop and say oh i should have done things this way i should have done things that way and then that would have never happened why does it always have to be the too late excuses because that's what i call those things too late excuses excuses that are too late because the the thing that you were not wanting to happen happened and i looked at that with youtube i looked at all of that with YouTube and finally said to myself that I needed to step away. I, I, I needed to journey a different way. You know, I, my podcast can go a different way. It doesn't have to be on YouTube. I can do it somewhere else. And yeah, maybe I won't get the same amount of viewership or, or, or listeners like I did on YouTube, but I'm, I'm okay with that. You know, was I making good money on YouTube? No, I wasn't making like 
you know, thousands of dollars a month, I was making a couple of hundred dollars. And I would love to continue to have that because that helped out a lot with my day-to-day living, my day-to-day bills and expenditures and things like that. But I am hopeful that, you know, the, the new path that I'm walking will yield me similar, if not better results than what I got on YouTube. Do I miss YouTube? Of course I do. And, and, and I miss going live and doing those types of things where it was visual and audio. But at the same time too, the toxicity levels of the tech space on YouTube, uh, it's not worth dealing with that to have that anymore. And that's what I mean by the vampiric burnout. They sapped my willingness and joy to enjoy that space. And with this new space, I mean, because I've been posting um, my audio versions of those podcasts on here, but this one's actually... This one's actually being done from from this podcast source. It's being recorded from it. This is not taken from like a live stream and then just, you know, edited. This is it. I'm recording each segment and, you know, and putting some background music to it because I use Anchor. Shout out to Anchor. Um, And I put my background music to it and, uh, you know, try to liven it up a little bit. And hopefully people listen all the way through. That's the only thing I do is cross my fingers and hope that people listen all the way through. Um, so anyways, yeah, that's it for today. That's, that is it for today's, for today's episode, Friday episode. And, um, hopefully some of you guys listened all the way through to hear my story and maybe then, you know what, uh, maybe it will get shared around. Maybe people will stop with, bring that toxicity level back down to like a level two, level one, you know, where it was manageable and able to deal with, because if this continues on. YouTube is going to lose a lot of good creators. And it sucks in that in that aspect because YouTube only focuses on specific creators and not all their creators, large or small. And therefore, a lot of the content creators that are under a million, under 100,000, they feel like the redheaded stepchild. So YouTube's already kind of like put that feeling out there for creators. And it sucks worse when you have a lot of toxic people in a place that just have fun trying to make other people's lives feel horrible, which I think is stupid. I think people should live their life accordingly and try to be happy. But hey, I'm just one person in this tiny world that thinks that way. So anyways, guys, thanks for taking the time to listen. Really appreciate it. And whatever podcast source you're listening to this on, thank you so much for doing so. And if you're not following this podcast, give a follow. I would really, really appreciate it. You know, you can share this out to other people that you think might want to hear it. And I would really appreciate that too as well. Um, other than that, you guys have a solid weekend and I'll see you guys. See, guys. See, I'm so used to the YouTube aspect. You'll hear from me again. Come Monday. Enjoy your weekend, everybody. And as always, law. <laughs>